0: Afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me okay. Looking forward to today's show. Got a good friend of mine who's just swanned in at like 30 seconds to go because she's just casual superstar like that. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to catching up with, with Liz on air. Um, she's got a new blog out that we're going to talk all about um, and, and some of uh, the things she's been reflecting on on there. We had a really interesting week. Thank you so much for those of you who have been giving feedback as we've been going. Uh, Rob Tyre, uh, who else has been on the show this week. Hannah Morley, some really interesting stuff, especially in and around sort of interpretation and application of evidence. So it's nice to have a bit of a change of pace today and uh, have a bit of fun on Friday. Thanks for joining. If you're tuning in live, make sure you get in touch on the comments section and uh, certainly as interactive as we can would be brilliant. So without further ado, actually, I've just noticed this is what's interesting. Look, I've got, this, they've just come up with these little Christmas frame things. These are cute, aren't they? Look. Yeah, I think we'll stick with this one for now. Right, let's uh let's get Liz on the show. Liz, can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. Can you hear me?
0: Okay, I can, yeah. It looks like my, my screen's frozen a little bit, but I can hear you. Okay. No, there you are. That's fine. All good. Um So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me, mate. Um, We we've been overdue a catch up, but we probably didn't intend to do it all on air. So uh, let's. Sorry,
1: uh, we've just got another guest. Come on, the dog's just decided to come and sit on my knee. So but she'll yeah, she'll make
0: (laughs) sense. She'll make more more sense than the both of us. So it's fine.
1: Um, Tell me a little bit about what you've
0: uh, what you've. Yeah, we've uh, it's been a bit of a funny year in many ways. But then you've sort of burst back on the scene a little bit onto my radar, at least with this this new blog girls who climb trees what's what's uh, tell me about it but also what inspired it
1: so this was an idea that i had um quite a while ago actually and it was it was a bit a little bit around an experience that i'd kind of had at work and i guess in the general physio world around just just feeling I've, i don't know whether it's an age thing as well of just being a bit more aware of of kind of gender discrimination and and again not like i say on the website it's not that it's particularly overt or that i feel i've missed out on opportunities but just just this kind of awareness that there's this i guess kind of subtle kind of gender discrimination that's going on and partly that and then it i kind of parked it for a long time and then um as i talk about in my blog a, a relationship of mine re- recently ended and it, it's kind of pushed me to explore some different avenues and and you know the blogs nothing really to do with the relationship it was just more i need something to kind of put my energies into and i decided to revive this idea of the girls who climb trees thing and and um partly as well my partner had a as a teenage daughter um and and kind of getting to know her and some experience around that again kind of just made me aware of how there's still these kind of differences in in society so it, it kind of pushed me to start writing again and and it's kind of become a bit of a a bit of a monologue and a bit of a reflection really on, on lots of different things. So I'm not really sure where it's going or what I'm doing with it. But what's been really interesting is the amount of feedback I've had in terms of People that have identified with some of the things that I've written about um, right. around kind of having a voice or finding your feet, or so kind of lots of really great feedback from from women, friends, but also friends of friends, and and just random people on the internet. That some of the feed, feedback I've had has been, yeah, quite quite interesting and quite validating, really.
0: Good. Well, one of the things that you really have have, have led with with it, and then even in the title, it's sort of hinting in this direction, is that there's you've always been frustrated to ever be pigeonholed or discriminated against into a stereotype. And so yeah. you were saying that classically the language, and you sort of reflect on this being somewhat dated these days, but sort of being a tomboy, being someone that was otherwise not uh, prim and proper and, and prissy and instead were getting stuck in. And, and and sometimes then it automatically became being one of the boys rather than being, well, no, why is that not within the scope of a female identity? That That's been something you've reflected quite a lot on is that something that then because me knowing you as a character that's just sort of central to you it's not it's not a new emergent thing that i've decided to take (laughs) up tree climbing so what is it about now that sort of meant that you felt that you wanted to speak about that rather than it just being part of you
1: um i'm not sure really i guess i guess i feel like i'm at a bit of a crossroads in my life at the moment and and, um i kind of took on a new job this year and and I mean, I work in pain management, so I, I work with very, very complex pain patients. And I guess the more I get into that, the more what I'm realising is is how we deal with these problems and how we address these problems is, is really relevant to kind of, lots of things in life so we we deal with pain very much as as we talk about it as being a struggle and I think that's really made me start to reflect on some of my own struggles so we we um, work very much from what we call an acceptance commitment therapy kind of model and that's taught me a huge amount and I guess really started to make me reflect on my own journey and my own struggles and and made me really aware of, of a lot of things and I think it's also kind of dealing with these you know like very very people with very complex problems and how they open up and and how they've shared their stories it's I guess made me share my story a little bit more and and made me be a little bit more open and a lot more open to being vulnerable which is something that I've really struggled with a lot over the years like this because I have built up this persona of being this character and being kind of prided myself on being quite strong and but actually, there's a real strength in vulnerability, and this is something kind of in my forties. I'm I'm almost learning learning to open up to as well. Mm-hmm. And I talk as well in the in the blog about how, like, when my relationship ended, how I decided to get some counselling, um, which has been just incredible. You know, it's just been a quite an incredible journey these last couple of months. Um, and again, that's something I might not have done had I not been working with psychologists and had I not seen the real benefit of, of, you know, how, how, how that can really work. Um, so yeah, lots of different things really. So my experience as a physio, but um, it, it's certainly my job now is, feels like it's going very much beyond what, what we traditionally know as physios.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's broadening scope, isn't it? In that, in that new, in that new space. Um, One of the things that I want to just touch on is because we, we, often because we work in a, a what is a female dominant profession um and then you've got certain me and joe turner have not just spoken about vulnerability interestingly but also spoken about some of the caricatures and stereotypes that sort of self-select into physiotherapy it means that there are some uh you know regardless of gender you've got this stereotype that comes of as being mr and mrs motivator and things like that and sometimes that positivity bias that sometimes then skews it i wondered because you were mentioning about sort of uh when you're mentioning gender discrimination and writing about it, you are often talking about this pigeonholing to stereotypes of, of, of say classic femininity pinks and blues type situation. Is it your take that, that that is being fueled by the masses and by everyone, or is that actually something that is that, that you, you that being discrimination or stereotyping by men to women to be more feminine?
1: I think, do you know what? I just don't think it's as simple as as it being a male female thing. I think this is the problem. I think that, and I talk about this in one of my blogs, in that I think it is really easy to to kind of pigeonhole people. And I think what my experience was 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 it it, it, it does become very much this male thing. And I think there are many men who feel pigeonholed or marginalised because they don't fit that typical male stereotype and and it is funny because years ago i remember kind of almost mourning a little bit and saying we need more men in the profession because you know women often have children and go part-time and that's not been my path but we often Can't um be. we kind of that's my mum coming in um so, <laughs> you. so yeah we, we often um yeah, thanks, Mum, lost my train of thought. Um, so, we, yeah, I, I always said, you know, we need more men in the profession because they're probably a bit more likely to kind of be able to push things forwards in that they, they, they've got that time and, and maybe we need that for a bit more career development. But then when I found that it, it did almost start to become male-dominated, I found it it became quite an aggressive and a bit more of an exclusive place somehow, present company, etc. You know, it's not so I think it's really complex. I don't think it's, I th- I've come across men that are really empathetic and, and and very kind of caring, and we're in a very caring profession. And, and I come across men who are very ego, you know, kind of ego driven, and the same with women. And, and I think the danger is, is we start to say it's, it, it's, it is a, an us versus them thing. And I think that's a really often dangerous place to be. I think it's about I think certain characteristics do tend to be associated more with men. And I think almost we need to redress the balance by saying, do you know what? We need our girls to be a bit more confident and maybe a bit more ego driven. But we need maybe our men to be a little bit more empathetic and 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 be a little bit softer and actually, um, yeah, maybe be a bit more vulnerable or not be quite so ego driven and try, and try and kind of learn from each other rather than it be this like, one or the other was against them if that makes sense yeah
0: it does i mean one of the things that i've been thinking and your blogs really helped me to reflect on this um at least again you know i feel like i was revisiting some of it but there were definitely some new bits in there where it's about trying to make sure that there's a range of 101 different ways to be a man 101 ways to be a, a woman and that the, that the overlap is more significant than the extremes but also Trying to make sure that we don't, on analysis, succumb to some of the stereotypes that we're talking about, whereby, as if to suggest, as if to suggest that men are out for themselves, women are all just nothing but compassion for come by R and, and teamship. Whereas we know that the ways in which men and women might stereotypically or classically display, say, aggression or competition is going to be different, but it's still, we still know it's it's there. I suppose I wonder when you're talking about, say, interprofessionally, what I wondered is because I remember I remember that and I wasn't ever going to use it as a gotcha on you because you'd said you know I remember you saying to me you felt like actually I'm pleased that you and other blokes are, are stepping up and what you were getting at with me at least was you were sort of saying that you were pleased to see me being a bit assertive and being bold enough to sort of push against the status quo and admittedly that is somewhat of a symbolically masculine thing for me to to have done. However, I'm there, stood on the shoulders at least, or stood alongside many uh, strong women, yourself included. So it was something that was interesting because I'd never thought of it that way until you and, admittedly, some other women had had said it. However, done badly, you know, I I can understand that 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 to its 10th degree becomes then just a, um, it becomes something that's just too confrontational. And it sort of overindulges that, assertion and you know I'm, I'm uh i'm not trying to get you to counsel me here as to whether we got that right or wrong but i'm, I'm definitely interested in whether or not you feel that that balance can be found or whether we we're always going to end up with this tug of war where we get it wrong sometimes and and, and that ends up just needing to be par of the course
1: who knows who knows that? i think <laughs> i think the danger is in the past is is that it, we talk about equality and i think to Try and get equality. Women have traditionally almost had to or have behaved like men, and and so are behaved in a in a particular way, I guess, rather than it again it being a male female thing. And I think, um, it, yeah, it's it's about us all being able to stand and 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 I guess champion different qualities. Now, w- will we always have that push pull? Who knows? I mean, society is changing an awful lot. I don't think it's necessarily changing enough. Um, But I think it it comes down to recognising what the problems are in order for us to be able to move forward. So again, like when workplaces often talk about equality, they'll talk about the pay gap or they'll talk about women in... Well, we have so many women in, in senior positions. And it's like, well yeah that's all well and good but if those women in senior positions are behaving in that very kind of aggressive ego driven way then then we're achieving nothing you know so it, it, it's it's yeah. about being able to push certain qualities forwards now and and i had this discussion again with somebody in in the workplace where they said well maybe we almost need those some of those qualities in able to be able to push things forwards and and I kind of disagree, really, in that I, I think again it's this idea we're only ever going to push some things forwards if we're if we're kind of aggressive and ego driven, and I I think sometimes actually yeah you'll push things forwards a, a certain degree, but then we'll just end up backtracking because. We've, there's, it's maybe not been thought out enough. It's maybe been pushed too much. So I, I think it's about really recognizing that uh, you're right. There's there's a there's a thousand and one different ways to, and it's it's about recognizing qualities in individuals and and people and and being able to work together and and about that respect. The problem is when because it's this when we're talking about ego driven and and you know I I had this comment. <laughs> from a male colleague where I was told well I don't think there's a problem there isn't a problem here and it's like but you wouldn't think there's a problem because you're seeing it from the inside out and and that's the danger is when you've got a very dominant kind of personality type that's driving things it often doesn't give space and doesn't give room for some of those other qualities if that makes mm. sense
0: well that's the thing i think it's framing it in personality and, and that's the thing that's that's difficult and we we use sort of personality aspect scales and things sometimes even within sort of allowing it to inform aspects of uh, role and stuff within our teams but we again you don't want to make sure you don't want to suddenly succumb to stereotype on that either um and so what i i want to admit to you though that i have got a bit of a red line on these sorts of things whereby when we sort of try and get when we talk of equality and especially for me i often prefer the term fairness in part because the the assertion that 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 men and women are in some ways relevantly different as a biological entity is something that then even that can sometimes be taboo now does that mean we should then that that's deterministic and that we would then have to comply within that as if it's inevitable of course i'm not that way out be hilarious for me to be so from a family of engineers most of which female i've gone into a care profession um and, and and motivated an irritating amount by empathy and compassion but it's more that I do admit that I've I've noticed that this argument taken far further than you are, and this is why, you know, as a, as a friend and, and also someone who I'm enjoying reading your work, it's kind of that I don't see you doing this. But taking it further, it's just an aspiration to feminise men, and an, an association to that anything anything assertive or to put your head above a parapet is simply led by ego, chest beating, and an aspiration to be some sort of alpha. And whilst, I, as again, I'm not suggesting you're doing it, but that that mistake being made is, is often a product of an analysis that suggests that we're just, you know, we're, we're humans on parity. There's no relevant differences. We can't uh, understand as to why behaviorally some men might be at the extremes of a spectrum that you don't as much get as much overlap on. And I suppose that's why I wanted to make sure I wasn't danced around it and not sh- sharing that with you. I know we um, have spoken about that privately as well, um, so it's not um, news
1: yeah and i agree and i i think this is this is the danger and but i think it comes down to what we value in society so we 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 really value you know um success and success is 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 deemed to be a good job and generally a high paying job so that that's where our society kind of sees success but and and so we tend to devalue, and, and I, I made a comment in one of my blogs really purposely for, to say that you know these these women are important, whether they're you know they're changing the world or they whether they're homemaking or making history. I think was the comment, and and, and I, I kind of um and this was this was a chat with a, a male friend of mine that we had where he kind of said, Why don't we value? women bringing up children more like you know this idea of staying at home mum. i mean look at what what charlotte's doing at the moment you know is in no way less valuable um you know bringing up to and particularly bringing up two boys um it's it's such an important job yet we don't seem to and i have so many what do you do for a living you know when i when i often assess patients what did you do you work or i just i just i'm just a stay at home mum the amount of times i hear that and it's and, and so i think it's about i think we should be able to put our head above the parapet whether male or female i think i think men i think we are different and i think we need to acknowledge that and that's my issue with this idea of equality i think equality in the past has been seen as being the same but but being equal doesn't mean that we have well, to be that,
0: the same yeah you, it, that's the thing it's a really interesting point because equality based on of course equal rights is, is an, you know an appropriate and associated human right but as soon as you try and make equality and equality of statistical outcome as if to suggest that by if we don't have you know we've not made progress until we've as, as many as many uh female plumbers as we have male plumbers as many male nurses as we have female nurses be a measure of success in of itself i mean it could well be that way but i'm just as if to suggest that those statistics are the thing that matter rather than the health of sort of culture and society that stops people that's the thing that we we should instead aspire to we've had some really interesting comments probably from some girls who climb trees i think which is good <laughs> so you find some of these so paul i've definitely suppressed my emotions when working in male dominant teams within football track and field for example uh, becoming one of the lads later in my career I learned that this wasn't necessary it takes it takes time when you just want to fit I'm like a chameleon when it comes to fitting in and I'm a natural tomboy so I didn't feel like I was drifting far so that's interesting so Paul felt like she naturally felt herself leaning into some of those things but it felt comfortable to her disposition which is somewhat different to having to over-adapt I guess
1: yeah and and I think I talk about maybe I over-adapted a little bit but I, I do think that's in my in my real nature and and it was again I I refer back to that first blog that I wrote where you know I remember having that conversation with with my my partner's daughter where we were talking about being non-binary and I said how do you identify and she said well I'm I'm quite happy I'm a girl I'm quite happy to be identified as such but at the end of the day I'm me and that was especially from a 15 year old was really profound for me because I was like you're right and and I think in the past I've really struggled with the idea of being me because I either have to be one of the lads or but actually I can and it's something I guess I've come to be more comfortable with as I've got older but it's taken a long time but and often people do stereotype you in that you know I'm out on the mountain bikes with the lads but i equally love to put a pair of heels on and dress up and put some makeup on and have my hair done and and for a long time i really struggled to reconcile that and and what was interesting was some a lot of the feedback i've had about the blog one of the the comments that people love the most was this idea that i'm building my own box and i'm going to stand on it i'm not going to be put in it and (laughs) and that resonated with quite a lot of people yeah Yeah, yeah. and and because that's very much how I feel is, is this whole why be put in a box, you know, and, and, and we, yeah. we we do it all too much. And um, so, yeah, it's it's some of the feedback around that has, has really been quite interesting. But it, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: I'll bring in another comment here from Daniel Tulan. Hi, Daniel. Danielle, sorry. Yeah. Um, where is it Yeah, I agree there's so much more than gender I can I also don't like pigeonhole pe to pigeonhole people personality type she uses Myers-Briggs as an example yeah we sort of talked about that didn't we you can if you go into personality you can sometimes just end up with new boxes um, assessment of culture in the environment in inclusive leadership rather than it being gender specifically uh, gender specific bias also acknowledging the pros and cons of different behaviors it's very complex and I think it's really good to analyse which behaviours yield the best outcomes specific to that circumstance. It's a really interesting point. Thanks, Danielle. I think what I wonder about on that is just to frame a question over how relevant is the context to which personality types or traits or styles might be better for, for which thing? Is that is that part of your analysis, really, that we need to be open to all and then be specific when we need to be?
1: Yeah, I th- I think there are certain times when, you know, certain leadership styles, and I know Danielle and I have actually discussed this directly, um, right. but, it, yeah, I think there are times when certain leadership styles, like, you know, when you're out in a battlefield, I've worked a lot with the military, and so there are times when y- you you do need to implement certain management or leadership styles or personality styles. and I, And I also think, but, again, it's about it's about respecting each other as, as human beings. And, and, you know, when you look at a team, a team that functions really well, you know, if you had a whole bunch of leaders, it's not going to function very well as a team because you wouldn't get a lot done. You need the people who, you know, who do the, the kind of the leg work and the dog's bodies work and the people who lead in and coordinating, but, but it's about everybody having respect for, everybody else and what what's been really interesting is i've gone back into a a, an nhs role and how and being in pain management you know we work with we have consultants we have a nurse we have advanced practice physios we have our band seven physios and we're very much on an even keel around that we all have our own specific skills and we work very very well as a team and and it was actually commented on from from some musculoskeletal practitioners that oh it's it's very non-hierarchical. and they struggle a little bit with that, coming from quite old-fashioned kind of NHS backgrounds and and we're we're quite bemused by the whole thing because and and I think that's key is this whole idea of hierarchy that one person is is better than another. Uh, and actually we're we're all just people at the end of the day. And I think it's having that respect for for different people and different roles. And this is what I said, I think again in one of my blogs, I said about how, you know, I was taught very much to respect people and not hierarchy. And that's got me into trouble often over the years. <laughs> well, you
0: and me both, that's why we, we, I feel like that's exactly how we met. Um, I have a, a funny thing, because I don't remember why. And I wonder if it might have been inspired by one of your blogs, perhaps. But me and Charlotte were talking about hierarchy last week for some reason. And we both came to realise that, when we strip it back, we're not as much, it's not as much off We neither of us have a massive problem with hierarchy as if a concept, but it's when it's unjust hierarchy, undeserved positionality within that hierarchy, whereby it's it's not that, that any influence or power that someone wields is not by merit it's by by time frame or by or by uh, some sort of nepotism or equivalent corruption it feels like that unjustness unfairness that we're sort of frustrated at and so you end up wanting to sort of uh, floor that where possible um i, I want to ask you, on your blog I know, I know we've only got five minutes i so will bring in we've got a couple of lovely lovely comments coming in let's get to them first liz is a legend <laughs> and then we've got johnny trumbull saying a great conversation amazing points thank you johnny really appreciate you tuning in uh, I'll come to Joe Turner's made a comment there. Uh, I'll bring you in, in a second. But well, I, can't, I can't let you leave without asking you on air, Liz. Is that on, on one of your uh, first blogs, you'd sort of mentioned that you'd had a bit of a wrestle with feminism, say, as a as a label uh, for you. And certainly something I recall us talking about personally as well. Um, what's that journey been like and where have you, where do you find yourself with with that, say, term or that ideology or that movement?
1: So I'm I'm quite happy to call myself a feminist these days. I think I kind of used to see it as a bit of a a man-hating thing, is a is a kind of bit of a leftist you, kind of um a bit bit militant. And and so I struggle with the idea because I, you know, I'm I'm not a man-hater. I've got, you know, I'm very close to my dad and my brother and and you know lots of great men in my life and lots of great male friends so uh, and and because i have always had a lot of male friends i struggled with that idea because feminism seemed to kind of pit us against them but i think that's changing a lot i think that's i think that the modern kind of idea behind it has has, has changed and, and i think it's again it's about making peace of with what it means and it just it means about it means equality and equality isn't about us and them it's about us all working together it's about us all being on the same side um but it's just we have had to fight a little bit harder because it's not that long ago that we didn't have the vote and and women were you know they didn't own anything they didn't have a right to any even their own children they didn't have a right to and that's you know within fairly recent history so the, the the upshot of it is women are we there still is a difference there we still are fighting for for numerous different reasons um
0: yeah. well it was obviously rights based in its primacy with regards to rights to vote etc rights to own property and the like and then now it's a it's about identity and sort of making sure that we sort of cross mix mix culturally to share and understand and value different dispositions, which can include then stopping it being always a man's world. So it's fascinating. And the reason I ask that is because a a lot of women close to me, I say a massive variation, to be honest, but some certainly there's very few people you'd find these days, myself included, that would ever contend the notion as to, why would anyone be against feminism as if to suggest equality for men and women under the law, for example, or as in, in terms of basic rights, then yeah, it'd be fascinating to find someone um, that that would push back against that. However, as soon as you've got a, a label or a movement, then you've got not just what it stands for, but it's associated personnel, right? It's congregation matters. And so, that's why I find that there are some some women in my life and many men as well that, that would say that, you know, there's a there's a big difference between a pursuit of equality uh, across the across the sexes and what feminism means, be that now or in the in the past. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to ask that question of you, because I know I think you know you're amongst the people I've spoken to about this over the years, and it's been interesting to to continue to to watch your journey. Um Jo Turner has has posted that she's loving the emergence of women leaders who are exercising a very female type of power. Jacinda. I assume she's meaning Jacinda Ardern being the most obvious, no weakness there, but definitely not trying to deny her biology. Is she sort of a, 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 a emergent role model for you, Liz? Do you, do you yeah, what, con- Jacinda Ardern?
1: yeah, completely. And I've not under her rule, but I, I, I lived in New Zealand and it's... Um, and i think yeah i became very aware of there's real differences o- over there in terms of of gender roles and and the way women are viewed and i was quite impressed it was very much it's quite an equal society um and um yeah so yeah she's very much wrong i i just think she's i think leaders like that are amazing because she's not trying to deny her biology she's very much who she is and and, you know, she's a great communicator and she's she's really cares. And I think that comes across. Um, so, yeah, it, definitely, definitely somebody's up there.
0: Those sorts of and those those sorts of role models do clearly work. I, I think what's funny is because I, I think one of the things that admittedly when I look on and think of Jacinda Ardern, particularly over the last 18 months, unfortunately i think that some of the response to her work has sort of put me off not her but i'm sick of the fawning. i'll be honest i'm sick of her being brought up not in this context yeah. totally appropriate here yeah. but what i'm meaning is i sense that i see some of the fandom around it and and, and 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 her as an orator um and the charisma that she's exuding reminds me too much of tony blair and he sucked me <laughs> in um yeah. and so admittedly it's not her fault, but some yeah. people's fawning after her just for the sake of the every utterance. That's starting to bother me somehow.
1: But again, isn't isn't this the whole point is that we just go to extremes. It tends to be all one or the other rather than <laughs> rather than saying, do you know what, Jacinda's great and she's doing X, Y, and Z and and, and but actually but I disagree with her here. And, and it's and, and as physios, we're terrible sometimes at doing that, of this like all or nothing kind of idea of and, and it doesn't have to be like that, you know. I think it but it is just about it's about respecting individuals and individual differences. And yeah, people mm. people get this. And this is the problem with the media these days is that mm. it gets whipped up into this kind of frenzy. And and I I think David David has just said about look at Finland for great political leaders and I was watching something about the, the Finnish leader the other day and they were pushing her to kind of say, oh, countries that are female-led have done better in the coronavirus. And she was saying, no, that's not the case. It, it's And again, it comes down to this... It's not just about male or, or female, it's about yeah. leadership style. Tempting, and this, it's, tempting it's a, them into
0: tribalism, weren't they? I've seen Yeah. That. yeah and she
1: yeah. was like, No, look at look at other countries. She named a few countries that these are led by men and they've done equally as well, you know. So it, Yeah, it's well, not, I mean
0: there are there are classic plenty of classic classic examples of um of, of, of female leaders that then haven't uh and this is what's funny about stereotypes, isn't it? Because you've got you've got people that say well, I you know people would like to try and take law hanging fruit and be socially right on and say, oh, I prefer female leaders. It's all what like Thatcher, Merkel, you know, where you start reeling off people that might not be associated strongly with their politics and they start to get a bit twitchy. It's like, oh, no, 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 not them. And then, then and but then that's because the way in which they are um, sometimes as a means of pushback, they're allowing themselves to indulge stereotypes too. And sometimes just using... These things as being Trojan horses for their opinions, be that of their or politics or whatever mm. else it might be. So it's fascinating. And this is something we're never going to cover enough of in, in half an hour. But I hope I've not put you off maybe coming back on the show in the new no, year. No, definitely I'm really not. Fascinated to watch your blog develop. And obviously, we've got plans to, to catch up over a few jars soon, aren't we? We've, uh, we've not been able to catch up. Uh, t- it's been too long, mate. So thank definitely. you so much. Tell people where they can find more about you and obviously plug the, the link to the blog.
1: So the it's um girls if uh, girls if climb trees. So I think the website's um climb um i'm on instagram which is um girls in trees one and the same on twitter um or if you already follow me on revolution um sports physios recover the miles i've I've kept that account because i've got lots of followers on there so i don't want to give those up so i often will retweet the girls climb trees so if you can give the girls who climb trees an account a follow that would be fantastic and and would love some feedback positive or negative feel free to disagree because this generates my thinking and it pushes me to to kind of question my beliefs so
0: absolutely well that's what this is all about isn't it we're just trying to provoke conversation sometimes plant a flag we're never going to cover a topic as thoroughly as it deserves on this but hopefully it generates conversation which your blog is certainly doing it's got my cogs turning and it's just really nice to see you back on the scene and sharing your thoughts mate
1: can I can I just say a quick hello to Dave Poulter, who we've been conversing on Twitter for quite some time now, and he's like my uh, yeah, he's like my Twitter buddy. So and he's just said first time first time great to see Liz in person. So hi Dave.
0: First time he doesn't need a translator, yes, for those that don't know, Dave shares <laughs> mine and Liz's Lancastrian accent. So yeah, he he'll be feeling right at home. So uh Certainly. Thank you so much for those that have contributed live in the chat. And then please, most of you do tune in after the fact. So please do let us know what you think. Thanks for joining us. It's been a busy week, but it's been a really fun one. And uh, certainly all the guests we've had on, you, you've been giving me lots of feedback and, and calling for them to come back on. And I imagine Liz is no different. So thanks a lot to all of you. And uh, last, next week will be my last week of this year. I'm going to wrap things up from the 18th. chewing uh, it over is going to have its final week next week of this season, let's say. Um, and I'm gonna then uh, and then be back in the in the new year. So send your send your submissions for what topics you want me to sort of summarise on, or any final guests you want me to scramble onto the show. But yeah, next week's gonna be our last one. But thanks, it's been a it's been a real win. So we'll so see you soon.
1: Bye.